Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. Your soul has taken a beating in the last few years. The sheer madness of modern life, a steady stream of negative news. It's all taken a toll. You're not alone. So many of us are longing, longing for peace, to feel joy again. But we feel anxious from all the chaos in this crazy world. But take heart. You can recover your joy. You can thrive in turbulent times. It's possible to replenish your soul and stay rooted in Christ. Let God bestow on you the strength that prevails to make you resilient. I will never forget the first time I saw one in person. We were driving up the Pacific Coast Highway in a convertible. My wife and I had flown to California. We were driving up the coast to visit my brother who lives in San Francisco. And the Pacific Coast Highway is pretty spectacular. I mean, you look to your left and you see these jagged cliffs, the pounding surf, the rocky beaches, but we didn't see them at first. There was so much fog rolling in off the ocean. It blanketed the coastal forest and fog. And, but as we drove higher and higher into Northern California, they began rising in front of us, taller and taller, deeper and deeper into the forest, poking through the fog, towering and tall, we saw them. Sequoia dendrum giganteum, the giant redwoods. Largest living trees on the planet. They were majestic, breathtaking, literally take your breath away. When you stand next to one of these massive miracles, it doesn't stretch a hundred feet in the sky, not 200, over 300 feet into the heavens. Have you ever seen something in nature? Like one of just God's creations that just speaks of his power and his beauty and you just go, it just takes your breath away. It's hard to believe, but redwoods can grow over 360 feet tall. That is taller than the Statue of Liberty. They grow high and they grow wide up to 24 feet in diameter. And as we hike deeper into the forest, let me tell you, it was incredibly humbling as a human to stand next to one. You just get this incredible sense of how small we really are and just how grand and great God's creation really is. But what amazed me most was how old those redwoods are. Do you, do you know? The average age of a redwood, anybody want to know? It's over 1,000 years old. And so I started researching that because a few of them were over 2,000 years old. And I just said, how is that possible? This is California after all, right? How does a tree of that size survive year after year, century after century, wildfires, windstorms, earthquakes, flooding? How is a redwood so resilient? <laughs> How does this, this stunning tree have this seemingly supernatural strength to not only survive, but to thrive in such harsh conditions? Well, I want to welcome you to our brand new fall series, Resilient. I'm Pastor Tim, and I'm so glad you're joining us for what I think is going to be a life-changing series for some of you. If you're watching online, welcome. 
at one of our live locations, welcome to Liquid Church. Our heart is to help you put down roots in this season so your weary soul doesn't just survive, but you learn to thrive in turbulent times. Let me tell you personally what inspired this series. Uh, this summer, I actually took some time off, a mini sabbatical of sorts. I've been a pastor for 22 years. When you preach for, man, two decades, okay, post-pandemic, I was pretty tired, just kind of emotionally and spiritually depleted. And so for the first time in 22 years, I took extended time off. I didn't preach for five Sundays. And I just simply asked Jesus, I said, Jesus, could you just repair and maybe restore my soul a bit? Just maybe repair some things that got torn apart in the pandemic. Jesus, could you rekindle my passion? Just give me fresh vision for serving you in this church. And so I spent some time in the mountains and out by a lake reading a book called Resilient with a great subtitle, Restoring Your Weary Soul in Turbulent Times by one of my favorite spiritual writers, John Eldridge. And I just spent some time, some weeks actually, journaling, going through guided prayer and scriptural meditation through an app that came along with this. And Jesus met me in a powerful way. It, it was so powerful, in fact, that I actually bought a copy and gave it to every member of our staff and gave them five paid days off this summer, a little mini sabbatical for them, just to replenish their soul and reconnect with Jesus at a heart level. I can encourage you to pick up a copy of Resilient if you want to get back in shape spiritually. Because let's be honest, a lot of us feel disconnected and some of us got a little spiritually flabby during the pandemic, yeah? It's like we stopped going to the gym and exercising our, our spiritual muscles. So this series is really an invitation to get back in shape this fall. Jesus wants to restore your soul and impart to you the gift of resilience. Now, what exactly is resilience? Can you say resilience with me? Say it with me. Resilience. Let me define it for you. Resilience is this inner strength to endure and push through hardship. So you get punched in the face by life and you bounce right back. It's this emotional, mental toughness. And this is what I like. Spiritual grit. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, grit. Type it in the chat, grit, four-letter word, G-R-I-T. I like that. Spiritual grit. If ever there was a season that calls for spiritual grit, guys, this is it. I mean, just rewind the tape for a minute and think of everything you have been through over the past three years. I am telling you, if the devil came up with a plan to demoralize and divide Jesus' church, he picked the perfect strategy. First, turn the world upside down with a global plague that hits every corner of the world, then layer on top of that plague, political division. A lot of us watch friends and family divide into red and blue, right and left. As a pastor, I was disappointed to discover more believers had been discipled by cable news than the cross of Christ. Pandemic, toxic politics. We went through a racial reckoning. George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, injustice in the streets, riots, BLM protests. What do you say about it? Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter? Pandemic, politics, racial reckoning, economic chaos. Another great recession followed by a great resignation, followed by a great reshuffling, supply chain interruptions, war in Ukraine, spiraling inflation. Ooh, at least COVID is over. No, it's not. Surprise, suckers. Vaccines or no vaccines. <laughs> New strains emerge. Delta, Omicron dividing us further. Do we trust the science? Do I get a booster? No, it's the mark of the beast. Don't do it. Stay socially distanced. No, let's return to normal. Hey, I got an idea. 
Let's have everybody share what they think on social media. Just amplify the extremes, cancel common sense, and mute the moderate middle. What? And in the middle of this, there's been mass confusion around issues of gender and sexuality. I was listening to an interview and a leader said, during the pandemic, it seems like 50% of Gen Z either caught COVID or came out of the closet. Now that's an exaggeration, but not by much. Statistically, 30% of Gen Z now identifies as gay, lesbian, transgender, or queer. There is a profound cultural convulsion going on. Some would say a great deception. And no matter what you say, no matter how lovingly you say it, you will offend somebody and probably get canceled. No wonder with all the stress in ministry, church scandals have spiked. Every week there's a new headline about a pastor or ministry leader caught in scandal or cover-up. Bill Hybels, Hillsong, Carl Lenz, you know, Mars Hill, Mark Driscoll, Robbie Zacharias, Matt Chandler. No, 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 it's the Catholic Church. No, it's the Southern Baptist blaming victims, covering up abuse. The list goes on and on. Face reality, guys. God is chastening his church. And we have to ask some hard questions. What's toxic in the water that we have to address? That's causing the next generation to flee the church and deconstruct their faith. What in the world is happening? Everybody right now, pause, take a deep breath. Come on, deep breath. We've been through a lot, guys. 30 years of trauma in three years time. John Eldridge puts the impact of all this in perspective. He writes this, he said, follow me closely now. To be suddenly stripped of your normal life, to live under the fear of suffering and death, to be bombarded with negative news, kept in a state of constant uncertainty about the future, with no clear view of the finish line, and to lose every human countenance behind a mask. May I point out that this is exactly the torment that terrorist regimes use to break down prisoners psychologically and physically. <laughs> Folks, this had a traumatic effect and we've got to plan for our recovery and find resilience. Today, I wanna to teach you from the Bible about resilience, what it is, why you need it more than you know and how to get it practically. Today is the start of a church-wide small group series, so if you are new, you came at an excellent moment. Small group signups are actually happening today, both online and on site, and for the next few weeks, our small groups are gonna be studying this topic paired with 30 days of digital devotionals that I think are a game changer. And the goal is simple. So you can actually be as resilient as a redwood, rooted in Christ and rooted in community. So let's talk first about what resilience is and why we need it more than ever. If you look at all we have been through as a people over the last three years, it explains so much of the falling away. Everyone say falling away, falling away. If you open your Bible or in our mobile app to Matthew chapter 24, I want to read for you what Jesus warned his disciples about hard times to come. He actually named some of the signs that would take place before he returned. Now, let me be clear, by the way. The return of Jesus Christ, bodily, physically, visibly, the return of Jesus is the next event on God's prophetic calendar. And before Jesus returns to close out this present age, he said, there'll be certain signs, they'll be unmistakable. Verse three says this. 
As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and they said, hey, tell us, Jesus, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And Jesus answered, watch out that no one what? No one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I'm the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and earthquakes in various places. And all these, Jesus said, are the beginning of, what's it say, church? Birth pains. So Jesus says, hey, I want to share with you some signs that you're living in the end times, that my second coming is close at hand. It says, notice people will be subject to mass deception, false teaching, conspiracy theories. They'll lose an ear for biblical truth. Do we see that happening? Hello today? Check. They'll hear of, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that happening? Check. Nation against nation. Check. There'll be famines, check. Earthquakes, check. The weather will become wild and wacky. And then Jesus says, don't panic. It's not global warming. All these are the beginning of what church? Birth pains. Women understand this, yeah? Birth pains are contractions. That's what we call them, contractions. That tell you something new is on the way. And there, there's tension, there's squeezing and pain before that something new arrives. And so Jesus is saying, you know, before I return, the culture will begin convulsing and contracting. Pains that were once watched spaced apart will start to get closer and closer and closer in frequency. It will be painful, but don't be alarmed. Jesus says there's another sign that needs to happen. Verse 10, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. And because of the increase of wickedness in the world, the love of most will grow cold. But here's my promise. The one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So according to Jesus, it's not just war. It's not just famine and natural disasters and wild weather, that's a sign of his return. He says, here's a sign most people overlook. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. In other words, before Jesus returns to usher in his kingdom, he says, there will be some form of global falling away. Now, the apostle Paul was troubled by this. And so he wrote to the church in Thessalonica, and he said, let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless, read this together, church, the falling away comes first. Now, in the New Testament, the Greek word for falling away is apostasia. Can you say that with me? Apostasia. It's where we get our English word apostasy, which means to abandon faith or to fall away from God. That is to be uprooted. Think of it this way. Apostasy is the opposite of conversion, right? Apostasy is actually deconversion. It's folks who once had a, a vibrant, growing faith, they actually wind up abandoning it, just rejecting it altogether. I'm going a different way, or simply just drifting away. They're uprooted. 
And friends, I'm not a prophet. I'm, I'm again, I'm a pastor. But when I look around the world, I believe it's possible that what we're watching right now happening in our culture, people giving up on God in great numbers may very well be the beginning of the great apostasy that Jesus predicted in Matthew 24, a global falling away. Again, look at Paul's warning. He says, don't, don't let anyone fool you for the Lord will not come again until many people apostasy, turn away from God. I remember back in um, 2020, before the pandemic, some of the first stories began to trickle in, you know? Someone would sit down and say, hey, I just wanted, did you hear about so-and-so? I said, what? Yeah, it's a core leader in our church who just sort of, you know, walked away from his faith. What? Yeah, they were a group leader. They just kind of up and like dropped out, disappeared, said, I, I don't really believe in the same way. I'm like, really? Huh, that's a... And then the dream, the dream team leader at that one campus who moved in with her boyfriend and when kind of we confronted her on that, shrugged her shoulders, said, you know what? That's none of your business. That's my choice. And she's kind of, kind of left, you know? Now you get used to this kind of stuff in pastoral life. I'll just be honest with you. But that little trickle of defections suddenly turned into a steady stream once the pandemic started. Suddenly mature believers, once so passionate for Christ, started walking away from the body of Christ, offended by what she said or what he didn't say about some issue. They just, they just walked out the door. And two years later, boom, it was like the bam burst. Dam burst. Did you hear so-and-so? They're deconstructing. Yeah, no, uh, they were traumatized. They no longer trust the institutional church. Did you, did you read what they posted online? What? what? I, I thought they had a strong faith. Now understand something, let's be real. The politics of COVID, max vaccines, split a lot of churches. A lot of folks left unhealthy congregations over their stance around those issues. But what I've noticed is many folks who left never found a new congregation. They just stayed home. They said, I'm done. I'm done with that. And so I think the devil picked a perfect strategy. Separate us physically and relationally. Get all of them on social media so it seems like the extremes are all there are. And then here's the master stroke. The master stroke is I'm going to get them to conflate the gospel with Christian nationalism. So to be Christian now is to be political. The cultural deception is staggering. How did the best news in the world about God's unconditional love become the worst news about hate and intolerance? It's no wonder the next generation is fleeing the church and deconstructing faith. So many believers have had their faith ripped up and uprooted and fallen away or adopted what I call an Instagram faith. You know the kind? Kind of a superficial photoshopped faith that avoids the unpopular truths of Christianity for something more socially acceptable. It's been honestly, guys, surprising to me, but <laughs> it wasn't a surprise to Jesus. Listen again to his prediction, Matthew 24. At that time, Many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow what? Will grow cold. Does that not exactly describe our world right now? Friends, I'm not trying to bum you out. But I believe we are most certainly living in the end of the age. It may very well be witnessing the great falling away that Jesus predicts here in Matthew 24. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. Normal isn't coming back, 
but Jesus is. Amen? He says, don't be alarmed. Don't be troubled. What you're seeing has to happen before I return. All this cultural upheaval is a sign everything's going according to plan. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who, what? Say it together, church. Read it with me. Stands firm to the end will be saved. The one who's resilient can take a punch, won't back down, won't fall away, will be saved. And so my question is, how do you do that? <laughs> how, how do you stand firm like a redwood when it seems like the whole world is being shaken and blown back and forth right now? When more and more Christians are being uprooted and faith is, is under attack, good news, Jesus has not left you orphaned. Amen? He has not left you without hope. Listen to me. Jesus promised that you and I can stand firm to the end, and he hasn't left you alone. Instead, he offers you, he offers each of us, a reservoir of resilience. A supernatural strength from the Holy Spirit that you can actually tap into. It's this inner power, it's this spiritual grit to overcome when the world is falling to pieces, but you don't. Now, before I tell you how to get this, <laughs> I want to take your temperature, okay? Open up and say, ah, ah I'm going to take your temperature. Like, how, how would you describe right now your inner strength as we start the fall? Like, if you normally function at 100%, how would you rate your energy level right now? Rate your resilience level, okay? I'll put up a little thing here. Take a look. Would you say you're, you're empty? That is, you, you feel distracted, you're depleted. Maybe you're low, you're kind of mentally fragmented by technology, you're addicted to your phone, overwhelmed by negative news, you're just tired from the madness of modern life, maybe you're running on fumes. Or maybe you're medium, maybe your tank is half full, right? Like life is stressful, but you're getting by, just no capacity for extra. So if, so if a curveball hits you, you know, a, a bad health report or someone in your family has a crisis, you're easily overwhelmed. So you're surviving, but you're not thriving. Or how many you would say you're actually full? You'd be like, you know what? I'm actually doing pretty well. Spiritually, I am, I am deeply connected to Christ. But I still feel stress and anxiety tug at me, but I actually have his peace. That's my normal operating mode. I'm going to ask you this week in your small group to talk about this. If you're like, this is me, man, the Holy Spirit fills me with this inner, inner strength to overcome adversity. In fact, I have a little bit of extra. That's called reserve. I can offer my strength to help others. A few may be there. You may be like, I have an extra tank, a reservoir of resilience to draw on when life gets crazy. I mean, that's a great question. Like if I were to ask you, if a major crisis hit tomorrow, Monday morning, could you handle it? Could you not only handle it, but help others too? Friends, this is what we desperately need in this hour. In this cultural moment, you need a reservoir of resilience, a secret supply of supernatural strength that you can tap into. But the question is, Jesus, how do we get it? How do we stand firm like you're promising? Let's go back to the Sequoia Redwoods. When I was walking that forest, those trees fascinated me. I was like, how does something so tall last so long? You know, year after year, surviving wildfires and windstorms and earthquakes, century after century, these babies don't just survive. They continue to grow and thrive. 
And so, because they're so tall, I assumed their roots went down deep. Anybody else want to take a guess like how deep their roots go down? Just call them out. Call them out. What do you think? 1,000 feet, 500 feet, okay? I did a little research on this. I was totally wrong, like you. <laughs> I was shocked to discover redwood trees that have go 1,000 feet into the sky have roots that only go down about 10 feet, which I was like, that makes no sense. Why aren't they just falling over in a storm when drought and fire come? Here's the secret. Their roots don't go deep, but they spread out wide, almost 24 feet. Stretching out, they actually, underneath in the soil, they reach out their roots to other redwoods underground. And when their roots meet, guess what? They intertwine them together, creating a permanent bond that gives them this incredible strength and resilience. They watch this. They literally braid their roots together, drawing strength from each other. And over time, the roots of each tree begin actually fusing together, creating this unshakable bond. So when you're in that forest, even though you're looking at a single tree, it's actually an entire forest holding each other up through this invisible root system hidden underground. And that, my friends, is a powerful picture of Christian community, is it not? Of believers being rooted together in Christ, caring and supporting and lifting each other up so that when the storms blow, when the winds come, the heat gets turned up, we can stand firm. I can hold on and I can help you hold up. Amen? Can I ask, are you rooted like that? Because if you want to be resilient, you got to be rooted. Everyone say rooted. Rooted in Christ. You have to learn to draw life from the life of Jesus himself. Do you actually nourish your soul with scripture? You, you know how to feed yourself. Do you pursue union with Jesus each day? Are you filled with his spirit afresh? Rooted in Christ and rooted in community. Are your roots intertwined with other Christ followers where you get actually strength and support? Let me show you the power of this. I want to show you a photo of some spiritual redwoods in this church. This is a small group of young married couples from our Somerset County campus led by Phil and Mary Claire Falke. Can we hear it for Somerset County? Love you guys. In our church, small groups, by the way, if you're new, this is where you find community. If you're like, big church, how do I make friends? You, you, you don't just make friends, you develop bonds with other Christ followers as you pursue Jesus together. Now, we have small groups, understand, for every age and stage of life. This one is for young married couples. But we've got them just for guys, women, young adults, senior citizens, high schoolers. They meet during the week for food, fellowship, Bible study. It's just, it's just putting your roots, reaching out your roots and putting them down in Christ together. So early this year, I'll show the picture one more time. One of the couples in this group, that's Ben and Kendra, they actually had a tragedy. They had a brand new townhome that they bought and it burned down to the ground. They lost everything. No one was hurt. But you can imagine how heartbreaking. They had moved in three months before. And this is what I love about our Redwoods. Do you know what this small group did? They reached out their roots and they rallied around Ben and Kendra, just pouring out the love and support of Christ during one of the hardest moments in their lives. Phil wrote this. He said, it was absolutely incredible to see how our group members rallied around them with texts, support, driving clothes over, buying items from the store. Each couple quickly responded financially as well with every single couple in the group contributing money to our dear friends experiencing this deep loss. I'm in awe of how God is showing off 
through these amazing young couples who've rallied around our friends like family. And he said, I wanted to share this story because while it's very difficult, it's beautiful in the same breath. God using his people to love his people when they most need it in real time, in real practical ways, demonstrating the love and care of Jesus. Guys, is that not beautiful? That is a, a picture of the power of being rooted in authentic Christian community, lives intertwined, braided together, providing love, care, and support in the wake of a fire. That's a spiritual group, a small group of spiritual redwoods. I'm just telling you, if you want to be resilient, you must be rooted in Christ and rooted in community. The Bible says that's actually the secret to standing firm when you go through hardship. You get rooted. Take a look at this. In Ephesians, the Apostle Paul literally prays that the believers there would be deeply rooted in the love of Christ. He says, I pray, I'm praying for you, he says. I pray that out of his glorious, unlimited resources, this is Jesus, he will empower you with what, church? With inner strength, that's resilience, through his spirit. So notice something. You don't have the strength in there. Resilience from God is actually bestowed by God. It is a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul prays that, I hope you understand, God wants to impart deeper strength into you through his spirit. We're going to talk more on this next week. But what's the result? This is the key. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. And your roots will what? Grow down into God's love and keep you, everybody, strong. So when you root yourself in the love of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit imparts this, this sense of peace, even though everything else is falling to pieces, you don't. You've, instead, you've got this unshakable inner confidence because you know your identity as a dearly loved, fully forgiven child of God. So even as storms and fires rage out there, you're actually okay in here because you're rooted in God's love for you. You can stand up. You can stand up to temptation. <laughs> You can stand up to cultural pressure. You can stand up under economic uncertainty. You name it, job loss, health crisis. You don't know what's coming this fall. God knows. Most, you, you've heard it said, right? Most people are either in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, or about to go into a crisis. That's like, that's not a prophetic word. That's just reality, yeah? <laughs> in Jeremiah 7, the Bible says those who trust in the Lord are like trees, planted by the water. And even when the heat turns up, they're still fruitful. Listen to this. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Let's read this together, church. Here we go. Big, loud voice. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. See, even when, you're, when you are rooted deeply in Christ and in his community, you can withstand anything. Heat, drought, fire, flood, because you have this inner strength that, no, my God is in control. I don't have to worry and freak out over a bad health report because I am drawing life from the source itself. They'll be like a tree planted by the water, the living water, Jesus Christ, that sends its roots out by the stream. 
Doesn't fear when heat comes. The heat is on, baby, no worries. My roots are in Christ and I've got community. I got the power to overcome without being overwhelmed, amen? I'm resilient. I've got grit. Turn to your neighbor and say, got grit? Do you got grit, church? In Christ, I can overcome without being overwhelmed, amen? Say that with me. In Christ, I can overcome without being overwhelmed. Facts. The Bible says that redwood does not fear when the heat comes, its leaves are always green. It ain't got any worries. In a year of drought or depression or recession, it never fails to bear fruit. Look at this. Roots go down, fruit comes up. Translation, you can go through hell and high water, but because you're rooted in Christ, you're drawing on his life, you keep producing fruit. So even during transitions that cause anxiety, you have peace. Even in crisis where you feel weak, you actually are strong. <laughs> you can be a spiritual redwood and stand tall and strong in your faith. And guys, you've got an opportunity to do that today. We are having small group signups at every campus in just a few minutes and online. In the lobby immediately after today's service, you're going to be able to go out and meet your leaders at your campus, folks like Phil and Mary Claire. And I wanna encourage you to find a grove, a group <laughs> that meets and fits your age and stage. In fact, I like to call small group leaders forward at every campus. Make some noise for the leaders of your campus. Come on down guys to the front of the, the stage here. We've got them at every campus. Give them a hand, we thank God for these guys. These are faith-filled spiritual redwoods who wanna connect their lives to yours and help you grow deeper this fall. And you can see, we've got like every age and stage. What do you have here, Danielle? You got a married couples group, meets on Mondays at seven. How about you, Brian? What do you got there? Men's group, 6.30 p.m. Some of them meet in person, some of them are online. Some of them are different days of the week. And we're gonna go through this seven-week Bible study on resilience. Because here's the deal, guys, lean in, lean in. You can't grow into a spiritual redwood on your own. You can't. You need Christian brothers and sisters who still will be standing strong when times get tough. And so as your pastor, can you just hear my heart? Like, just lean in. I'm just like convinced we're living in the end of days. The return of Christ is closer than ever before in history. And honestly, guys, I don't want you to fall away. I don't want you to have your faith uprooted. And if you only hear God's word at church on Sunday like this or online or, or over Instagram, I, I like that little, you know, the, the little memes they've got. You're not getting the nourishment you need to grow. The culture is getting darker, and I don't want your love to grow cold. I don't want people to say, well, well what, ha what happened to Robin? Well, she just, sort of, she just sort of fell away. Are you rooted like a redwood in Christ and community, or are you all alone and vulnerable? Guys, I just got to call this out. You have to reject that rugged individualism. Oh, it's just me and Jesus. As Christ followers, our strength is our ability to carry each other's burdens. Stay connected to other Christians who can hold you up when the heat is on. So we stand together no matter how crazy the world gets. I'm so grateful for these group leaders, aren't you? Give some praise to God for raising up men and women. In fact, let's do this. Stretch out your hands like you're stretching out your roots. I wanna pray over these guys at every campus. Father, I thank you right now for the gift of each of these men and women who love you. They are not perfect, Father, but they love you. They're pursuing you. They're stretching their roots out. And today, Jesus, I pray that others in these seats and online would reach out and take hold, Father. 
and realize it's your hand they're grasping. Father, I pray as the world gets darker, this church would go brighter and brighter. <laughs> Even a dim bulb, God, a dim bulb in a very dark tunnel shines like the sun. And so I pray, God, you would do miraculous things. I thank you for Phil and Mary Claire. I thank you providentially for people you've helped and those that you're planning, Lord, to help stand firm this fall. We love you, Jesus. I pray the anointing and blessing, the covering of the blood of Jesus over every small group leader, their family, their friends. In Christ's name I pray. Everyone said, amen. Small group leaders, I'm going to dismiss you at every campus. You can go to the lobby. Give them a hand, guys, one more time as they head on out. They are going to get ready to receive you guys. And before your campus leader sends you out, I just need to say this. We've got some great tools to really take this small group experience to the next game. We have 30 days of digital devotionals that go along with the series. This is actually a free mobile app from Ransom Heart Ministry. It's called the Pause app. Um, and this, guys, it is hands down the best digital discipleship tool I've ever used. I am not hyping it. It is powerful. I went through this this summer, and they are basically eight to ten minute daily devotions, not that you read, that you experience. It uses soaking music, scriptural meditation, guided prayer and pauses, and beautiful imagery just to help you practice the presence of Jesus. So I want to encourage you, download the Pause app on your phone. It is free. Google Play App Store, very easy to use. We put a link in your notes in our mobile app. And I want to encourage you to start using this tomorrow morning, guys. This is one of the tools that Jesus used to strengthen my soul this summer. You know, for most of us, the, the phone is typically a tool of distraction, right? We're turning it into a tool of discipleship. I'm telling you, I've been through 30 days of this resilient app. It is super powerful, especially if you're like, I'm easily distracted. This is for you. I really struggle to pray, Tim. This is for you. We're not saying try harder. We're going to train you to focus your prayers, to you meditate on scripture and actually experience God's love. Put your roots down every morning, drawing deep from the living water, drawing life from the source. Guys, I am really excited by what God's going to do. And I asked you to do two things today. I'm challenging every man, woman, and teenager. First, get rooted in Christ and get rooted in community. Join a small group. As we leave here, go find some friends, some other spiritual redwoods at your campus, whether in person or online. Secondly, you download those daily digital devotionals. Use that resilient app this week. The journey starts today, and you're going to begin building up your mental, emotional, spiritual muscles because God wants to give you resilience. Guys, normal isn't coming back, but Jesus is. Amen? In this hour... In this season, we need reservoirs of resilience. So stretch out your roots by the stream in Christ, guys. You can overcome without being overwhelmed. Amen. Father God, I pray right now for every person of the sound of my voice. May they feel the Holy Spirit rising up in them, Lord, reaching out and wanting to nourish their soul with the strength, Jesus, that only you can give. God, we're excited for the next few weeks, God. I pray that there would be a life-changing revelation in the series, encounters with you that renew people's appetite and hunger for the Holy Spirit, God. And I pray that we'd be an end times church, that no matter what comes, we are ready, Jesus, for your return. We ask that all glory goes to you. In Jesus' name, everyone said together, amen. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group, outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.